Hello, and welcome to Cracking Open a Cold Case. And other true crimes. I'm here with special guest Colby A. Johnson, and we're going to talk about a crime. It's nice to be here. <laughs> I'm a longtime listener of the podcast, and not any type of crime expert whatsoever. Thank you for being up front. Yeah, no problem. What's in your cold one? This is a 44-ounce Diet Mountain Dew from Holiday Oil. Got a styrofoam cup and pebble ice. Did you put any shots in it? Yeah. Yeah, good question. I forgot about that. Um, I did a shot of pina colada in it, and it's a little too sugary. I feel like it tastes like regular Mountain Dew, which I, I don't. I'm not into. I'm just into Diet Dew. Yeah, once you get used to the taste of diet soda, you can't go back to that intense life of real soda. And do you think, do you get like film on your teeth from it? Yeah, it does. It's apparently supposed to be worse for your teeth to, or I don't know, worse, but pretty bad for your teeth to drink diet soda. But at least you don't get the film. And also if you spill it, it doesn't make things sticky. So that's good. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. I've spilled Diet Coke in a lot of places in my life. (laughs) The last time I had a real accident was in the company car, and I stopped too fast, and it went, and it soaked through one of the foot, what are those? Foot rug? (laughs) (laughs) The mat thing. The mat, yeah. Nice. Yeah, but it just dried, and I was fine. Anyway, it was a fun (laughs) anecdote. Yeah, that's going to make for some thrilling content for the fans. Yeah, the fans love to hear about my big, beautiful beverages. Yeah, what's in your beverage? It's a Diet Coke with, like, a shot of Diet Coke with lime and then two real limes put in it. (laughs) And it's the first time I've ever gotten a beverage from Holiday Oil. That's cool because it's a good mixture of, like, fake and real. Yeah. Which I'm trying to be personally. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Good. Like a Kardashian. <laughs> yeah. Too real and people think that you're, like, rude or something. Yeah. But too fake and that's not good. I was meaning, like, their, how they get, like, really subtle plastic surgery. <laughs> where it's, like, people are, like, there's definitely something and then other people think it's uh, natural to have a 16-inch waist and then, like, 40-inch ass. <laughs> True. So. My teeth are fake. I don't know if you knew I did that know that. Me, but They're great they teeth, Colby. Well, I can post a photo later on the yeah, his, podcast in, like, info. His, <laughs> if you press the links to the show, it's going to just be a, a selfie of Colby and his fake teeth. Perfect. How often do you have to get those replaced? I'm not sure, actually. I feel like that's a question that you usually kind of cover those bases before you get them, but I did not. So, I don't know. How long have you had them? For like five years, maybe. I feel like it's like maybe ten years. I don't know. But yeah, My mom know. got them before I did, and she hasn't had to get new ones yet, so I don't know. What what happened to cause you to get fake teeth? This is an unsolved mystery also. <laughs> true, it's not true crime, but I don't really know what's up, but I grind my teeth when I sleep, so I ground all the way through the enamel of my real teeth. Holy. Yeah. It's really metal. Hardcore. Yeah, thank you. I have a retainer, so I, it kind of prevents me from, like, the mm. look that look like Invisaligns. So they gave me all these, like, mouth guards and retainers and stuff, and I kept breaking them. But now I, my one now is made of, like, this, like, really strong resin and metal. And so I don't break it. That's, wow. That's Pretty crazy, wild. Huh? 
Yeah, they look good. I wouldn't Thanks. anticipate that they were fake, but that's because I'm a dumbass <laughs> and don't know. Well, you're not a, a dentist. That's true. Everyone who's not a dentist is a dumbass <laughs> by default, though. I've said that so many times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My dentist, I, I won't say his name on this for anonymity, but he is a genuine pervert. For sure a pervert. <laughs> Even my whole family talks about it. We all are like, yeah, he's a pervert. When there's a lull in the conversation, they're like, just bring up how he's pervy. <laughs> mine, is a, mine is my cousin's husband, so we're, I like him. Not a pervert. Not a pervert. What have you been up to recently that you would like to tell the listeners? Oh, that's a good question. Well, the listeners don't know me as well as they know you, so I guess maybe I'll just like introduce myself. You can ask any questions if you want, like want to about how lately or whatever, or how oh, fake yeah. my teeth are. But um, I have mostly just been working. I work at a real estate investment company, so we were going to do a podcast about real estate death, but they were less juicy than the topic that we're going to do. Um, which is related to politics, which is my other interest. I basically only like two things, politics and real estate. So, But not I'm realtors. Like, I'm like 55 years old. Yeah. yeah, not realtors. I'm not into real real estate agents or realtors. Do you have any cardboard cutouts in your room that would <laughs> impl- indicate that you like politics? Yeah, wow, that's an amazing question that you just asked. Um, I do have full-size cardboard cutouts of Mitt Romney and George W. Bush in my bedroom, both of whom I feel very close to in a friend way. Not even so much in like a political way though, which is weird. I don't, I'm not, I'm not that like conservative of a Republican. I do still think I'm technically probably a Republican, but I'm not happy about it. But I just really like George personally. I think he's really fun and funny, and Mitt is the type of guy that I should want to be like. But I'm not quite there yet in my aspirations. So you've never kissed either of the cardboard cutouts on the mouth? No. Or anywhere. Oh, okay. I've never. It's okay. Just, uh, just like hanging out with your friends kind of thing, you know? I haven't kissed any of, my, any of my roommates either, or like a ton of like inanimate objects or anything. Oh, okay. Just purely, purely friends. That's good. I'm not trying to corrupt your relationship with your roommates and your cardboard cutouts. Thanks. By asking about if you kiss them, okay? I'm just seeing the extent. I used to have a cardboard cutout of Zac Efron mm. when he was like peak. Peak Zac Efron, basically. What is your peak Zac Efron? Uh, High School Musical 3. Never seen that. I Um, didn't see anything past one, but I did like one a lot. It was really good. I watched it when I was like 17, so I mean, it's. I'm just putting that out there because it would sound weird if I was like, I'm mid-20s, effing with the Disney Channel really hard. (laughs) But no, he was good in... Well, I liked High School Musical kind of ironically. He was good in The Greatest Showman. I know that's really controversial because everyone because it's like revisionist history but i mean if you're looking at it from the stance that it's a movie made for children and it's a musical then it's enjoyable yeah i thought that was good but i do have really strong feelings about this i think peak zach efron was 17 again oh that okay that's or maybe charlie st cloud i didn't really like that movie but i did think he looked good in it are we talking looks wise or just like yeah looks wise well, I'm talking about, like, um, as far as 
body inspiration, you know? Yeah, because you got like, too who, meaty later. Yeah. My ideal physique and muscle tone is not like Zac Efron and Neighbors. That's creepy. He's huge. <laughs> and I'm not trying to look like that. But 17 again, definitely. I'm part of the generation that pledged that we would die for Zac Efron. So... Like, I'm just putting that out there that, like, all of them, I don't mean to diss him at any stage of life. Yeah, that's true. I'm sorry that I dissed him in Neighbors. It's still a good movie. No, no, no. Yeah, it is good. Uh, I will say that, like, I've watched Dirty Grandpa or whatever, and Mike and Dave need wedding dates just because I was like, I'm so down. Oh, wedding dates was good. Dirty Grandpa was so bad and unforgivable. Never saw it. It was really bad, and it has Robert De Niro. But my prediction for the future is that Peak Zac Efron is going to be when he's Ted Bundy. No. That's, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to do, like, a crazy, like, podcast about that whole thing, huh? No. Your one... worlds are colliding. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just think it looks good. Like, me and my friends are genuinely excited to see him as Ted Bundy. Is that weird? That, yeah. I don't think <laughs> I'll see that one. I will, I will Snapchat the whole movie to you. Uh, I'm not really into... It's weird that I actually listen to your true crime podcast because normally that kind of stuff is... It's not like it's too scary, but I just don't prefer it. I just lost your whole audience because they're listening to true crime stuff and I'm shitting all over it, but... Well, no, it definitely doesn't invite happy, warm feelings. Yeah. But I just think it's not to bring on a goth state of mind. (laughs) It's just that it's interesting facts. Like, the one we're doing right now, it's like that, where you're just like, what? That's so bizarre that that happened. And I want to know more. True. Oh, there's a spider on that candle in front of me, by the way. It's actually... Oh. That's a really interesting looking spider. It's like a crab thing. Yeah, it looks like a crab. I'm going to get it. Let's edit that out. So, did we introduce our topic today? No. Are we going to call the topic Chappaquiddick or Mary Jo Kopechny? Mary Jo Kopechny. Okay, good. Because you hate that word. Chappaquiddick just does not And we're not, trying to, we're not trying to piggyback off the movie. Yeah, the movie can kiss our asses. <laughs> I haven't yeah. even seen it, but... It's pretty good. It wasn't on my radar till Colby brought it up, to be honest, because he's on the political... Well, I just keep track of the Kennedys. Like the one that dated Taylor Swift for Not a minute? Not that one. I don't keep track of that. Anyone that's <laughs> having to do with politics, then definitely. Oh, okay. What's your, who's your favorite Kennedy? Oh, that's a really good question. Definitely John, the president. The one that got shot? Yeah. Well, multiple of them have got shot. But, yeah, he was the most inspirational, I feel like. And he was also kind of a playboy. Which was cool. Oh yeah, he slammed but, he slammed Marilyn Monroe, right? Yeah. Nice. Well, they they had a relationship. It wasn't they weren't just boning. Well, well maybe they were I'm just, just boning. I'm not really sure. I'm just trying to stand up for him. No, no, no. But I'm, also, I'm not saying he's like a tawdry real oh, yeah, curve. No. no, he's a good dude. But then also, Bobby was really inspirational too. I feel like he may have eventually ended up being my favorite Kennedy. But he died kind of too quick into his political career to really know that. But then also, unequivocally, the most handsome is John Jr., John F. Kennedy's son. But he died in a plane crash. But he was going to run for president. I would stake my whole savings on it. 
That's a quite a claim. Yeah. I'm glad that we're doing this one because you obviously know way more about it than me. I'm just freestyling. I feel like it's gonna your knowledge of crime and murder can really help us out. The only thing I had to contribute when we were like looking this up was that it's related to Grey Gardens. <laughs> the the like most depressing it's not the most depressing documentary, but it's very sad. It's two ladies who are basically trapped in their own minds because they're reclusive and mm. just cut, like their shit is everywhere in their house and they dress weird i don't know you should watch it because they're it. L- really like loosely related to jackie onassis so you can call her jackie kennedy i like to empower her because her husband was slamming marilyn monroe yeah but that's her second husband her maiden name is bouvier onassis is she married this guy after John died named Aristotle Onassis. He was like this billionaire shipping magnet, which the Kennedys would have been billionaires too. Hold on. By I'm... today's standards. Okay, I'm sticking to Onassis because that's such a cool name. I know. Jackie Aristotle Onassis. On... A... Aristotle Onassis. Aristotle is cool Onassis one. is cool. But there was weird that, stuff going on even while. Because John wasn't the only one like Slamming. fooling around. Yeah. He. I don't know if they, like, really were dating before, but there's, like, a bunch of weird stuff about when Jackie was going on vacation, John told the Secret Service, don't let her see Aristotle Onassis, or, like, if he's around, because I can't remember, it was some European city, and, like, they were both going to be there, and he was like, don't let her see Aristotle Onassis, and if she does, tell me about it immediately. Crazy, huh? My comments are going to be pretty dumb. But that's okay. Hopefully funny, though. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. But, yeah, that Aristotle Onassis is the most wild name I've heard in It's life. wild. Yeah, it's really wild. I didn't know that it was one of those good marriages where they both have side pieces. Yeah. But, Which, maybe they talked about it and decided that that's okay. Who knows? But then, I don't know. But then he went back on it and was like, don't let her see him. Yeah. Did you know. think Jackie Kennedy was hot? Um, yeah, she's so beautiful. Okay. She's just like, hot is probably the wrong word. She's so classy and and just like really pretty. And she needed some fake teeth though. Like if she lived like thirty years later, she totally would have had fake teeth. And been hot. Because that was her that was her like weak suit and was her grill. Which is sad because she had a really like funny precocious giggle and like smile. But she was yeah so perfect. Would you say she or Marilyn Monroe was prettier? Mm, different categories, different kind of hots, you know? But I would say I like Jackie much more. I'm not really a Marilyn Monroe fan. You don't like when people get on Facebook and write stupid <laughs> quotes and attribute yeah, them to her? the one about, like, loving pink or whatever. That just makes me think of those sweatpants that have pink on the butt. I wonder if she had any good quotes. Imperfection is beauty, madness is genius, and it's better to be absolutely ridiculous than absolutely boring. That's fair. Sure. If she even said it. You should post this one on your Facebook. If I worry about other bitches, I'd be just like them. Another worried <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Do you think that she really said that? Yeah, should I re-download Facebook and put it on there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I think it'd be worth it. Okay, so the most handsome one was John. John Jr. John Jr. Yeah. What's the one that dated Taylor Swift? <laughs> I actually can't remember who, like, how he even fits into the family. He's, like, almost fringe. We're on, like, fourth generation by then, and I feel like it's, like, I think he's, like, 
Bobby's nephew or something like that. Uh, so it's okay. like, meh. By that point, we don't really care. Not a core Kennedy, you know? Yeah, I just distinctly remember thinking that was kind of weird because he was like 18 or in high school or something, and she yeah. was mid, she's well in her 20s. Yeah. So. Not the weirdest thing that she's done That's lately. true. But That's I do true. feel like she's making a little bit of a comeback reputation-wise, not as a pun for her album, because that album was a huge disappointment to me. Yeah, but De- Delicate is really good, it sounds like, Enya, but Delicate? less... Delicate? I, I was, like, fine one. with that one. I liked... The rest of them Call I'm It What into. You Want. Did you like Call It What You Want? The rest of them I wasn't super into, I'm sorry. But she does have some good bops. Connor Kennedy with yeah. one N. I'm looking up who... Which Kennedy she dated. Connor Kennedy, Connor with one N, C-O-N-O-R. He is the grandson of Robert F. Kennedy. So, yeah, we don't need to. This is extremely pertinent to the story. In the movie Chappaquiddick, do they mention Taylor Swift and um, Connor no. Kennedy? <laughs> she, they don't mention her, but she. we could look into it now. She may be some type of accomplice. We don't really know. Back in 1969? Yeah. Have we established the Kennedys well enough? Um, well, no. (laughs) We've said enough stuff that doesn't matter, like, about their (laughs) looks. But I do want to set up, like, a little bit of a defense for the Kennedys because what we're talking about is something a little bit sketchy. But the Kennedy family, Rose and Joseph P. Kennedy Sr. Are they the parents of They're the parents of all of them. They had nine kids, and they were super, super rich and lived in Massachusetts, and he was the ambassador to the UK, which was cool. And he, like, wanted really, really badly for his kids to be the president, for, like, some of them to be the president. He, their oldest son, Joe... He was a stage mom? He was literally the the original dance mom, but he was politics dad. Or, like, not even just politics either, but power. He was, like, power power dad. dad. They could have made a really good TV show. It Um, sounds like it. And the oldest son, Joe, he knew was going to be the president, but then he died. And he was a soldier, and I forget what branch of the military he was in. Maybe the Army or the Air Force. But he died in the war. And actually, the first weird thing that happened is their second child um, named Rose she was like a little bit off there's weird accounts of like they say that she was like severely like mentally handicapped did she get a lobotomy but then yeah is that oh I was gonna say so they gave they gave her a lobotomy to try to fix her and that was in 1941 and it made her into like kind of a vegetable so that was a really tragic thing that happened then Joe Kennedy died in the war in 1944 so three years later so all the Kennedy kids are getting... Yeah. So then the dad was so sad because it's like Rose and Joe, he thought were going to be like the best. Then in 1948, four years after Joe died, Kathleen, they called her Kick, and she was super cool. She was like one of the dad's favorite kids. How could you not be cool and be called Kick? Be called Kick, yeah. Yeah. She died in a plane crash. Holy shit. I know. <laughs> then... John F. Kennedy was the president, so, like, things are going well, of course, you know. But then he gets shot in 1963 and dies. And then Robert Kennedy, 
his brother, who was his attorney general in 1968, five years later, was running for president. And it was in California after the California primary, and a guy shot him and killed him. So he, a, a lot of people think that he would have been elected. I agree with that. Won the, the, California, the California primary that night. Yeah. And so he got shot and died. And so in the space of, I don't know, 20 years, four of their kids died. One had a lobotomy. Things were not going great for the Kennedy family. But they are in intermittently giving a lot of service to the country. And people were just obsessed with them anyway because they were so wealthy and so beautiful. And so... They were like a really dicked up Kardashian family that with more death. Mm, yeah, dicked up only in the death way. Because the other stuff, like, they were really professional. They all went to really good schools. They were all senators. Oh, no. I mean, I have no doubt they were classier. Yeah, I mean, like, dicked up in luck. (laughs) I thought you were meaning, like, a messier version of the Kardashians. (laughs) They were so so much... No, 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 no. Their one-liners were so devastating, I bet. (laughs) Yeah, they were really good. Yeah. But, so that kind of starts where this particular case starts off is with the death of Robert Kennedy. Okay. I shouldn't have put these sour gummy worms in my mouth right now because I can't talk. It's okay. I <laughs> remember... Take a pause. Let me tell a story of, of you while you're pausing. <laughs> I remember okay. when you posted online to send a, a song, and if you thought it was good, you would send them enough money to get gummy sour worms. Sour gummy worms, yeah. Yeah, and I sent you Drop Kick Me Jesus through the goalposts of life. And you sent me a dollar sixty nine or something. Well, so. yeah, I sent everyone a dollar sixty nine if they sent me a song that I liked. Yours, I think, was just pity because that <laughs> song freaking sucks. That's the worst song of all time. Do you think it's worse than the Christmas shoes? No, Christmas shoes is the worst song ever. <laughs> the worst Christmas song, and then the rest of the year it's drop kick me Jesus. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> such a good song though <laughs> to get the party started i can't even as, think of what one. it sounds like and now i'm just thinking of christmas shoes that's like a running joke in my family too is christmas shoes song and also what's the one about oh there's a new kid in town <laughs> do you know that song <laughs> it's like alan jackson or something and it's the most pathetic version of like a religious song because the new kid in town is jesus <laughs> i'm gonna look it up but i love have have you ever watched Patton Oswalt stand up set on the Christmas shoes? No. It's really good. I recommend it. But anyway, now that you're done eating <laughs> my sour gummy worms, thank yeah. you. Okay, yeah. I so, just wanted to reminisce. Yeah, thank you. So this particular cold case starts with, I guess it starts a couple years after the death of Robert Kennedy, but he, after he was shot in his campaign his staff he was like very close to them he brought a lot of people from when he was attorney general into his campaign so he had known him for a long time and campaigns like become kind of family oriented anyway and there was some rumor of like misconduct that maybe he was boning some of them we don't really know wait the one that died Maybe. Okay. No, no, no. I mean... It's like alleged. We're talking about the one that died, got shot. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, they get they get confusing to me because it's Bobby was Ted Kennedy's older brother. Yeah. And then following Bobby's assassination in June 1968. So we're talking about Bobby right now. Yeah, when Bobby was shot. Sorry, I'm too dumb to follow. You're good. It's very complex. The, it's the like, family. It's like a mental corn maze. It's a lot like a mental <laughs> corn maze. I know the, like the genealogy of the Kennedy family way more than my own. So when Bobby was shot... Five years after that, in 1969, his campaign staff was having like a reunion on an island in Massachusetts called Chappaquiddick. Do you like that name? Would you name an island that? I don't think I would name an island Chappaquiddick, no. But there's a lot of weird names like that in the Northeast, like Lake Winnipesaukee and... I mean, I don't doubt Chappaquiddick was named after something important and cool, but jeez, I hate the flow of that. Yeah, the, the Kennedy compound, like where the rest of them live, is on Hyannisport, is what it's called, and I hate that one worse, I That's... feel like... That's not, yeah, that's not very good. I'm trying to remember what the bush one is called. I guess I could examine the places around here, like Tooele, spelled T-O-O-E-L-E. Yeah. And you say Tooele, that's pretty annoying. The bushes compound in the northeast, where is it, like Maine? Yeah, Maine, is called Kennebumpport. So <laughs> I think we're on to something here about weird names of Kennebump- political vacation homes in the northeast. I prefer the name Chappaquiddick to... Kennebumpport? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I agree with wow. that. So the campaign staff is on this island, and the youngest Kennedy brother who we haven't talked about yet because he basically is like nothing up to this moment. He's like the joke of the Kennedy family. Yeah. He is a senator, but it's just because his dad bought him the seat basically. And it was JFK's seat. And then when he got elected president, then Ted ran for his seat. So he was basically just in his older brother's seat in the Senate that his dad bought for him. And he decided to go to this reunion meet up, thing. Squad meetup. To squad meetup. And he, he brought a couple of like his advisors slash friends slash cousins to hang out with these campaign aides who happened to be six unmarried women who were 28 years old or younger. So nice. it seems like... Did you say six unmarried? Yeah. That's... Okay. They were all unmarried. So seems like... I mean, you hope the best that, like, they were trying to, like, help them grieve and whatever, but you kind of expect the worst, which is Um, Romp Fest 3000. Sympathy. Yeah. Shoulder to cry on. Yeah. Yeah. The story's juicy. Yeah. It's pretty juicy. So, that night, one of the secretaries there um, named Mary Jo Kopechny somehow ended up in a car with Ted Senator Edward M. Kennedy. You want to take it from there? Edward M. Kennedy? Yeah, that's his name. Well, this is how it gets confusing to me. First of all, why would you get the name Ted from Edward? But everyone called John F. Kennedy Jack. I don't understand how you get Jack from John. And it's not even shorter. I actually think the name Jack is better than John, but 
I still don't know why you would do that. That's interesting to me how people like choose real human names as nicknames. Yeah. Can you start calling me Tiff? Yeah, gladly. <laughs> okay. I would love to do that. Okay. Thank the, you. I do think it was like a Kennedy thing though, because Joe is short for Joseph. Jack, I guess, is kind of short for John. Not really. <laughs> and well, four-letter names that have the same amount of <laughs> syllables. Yeah, seriously. And Kick and Bobby. So. I love the name Ted. Kick. Yeah. She, she sounds cool. You should name your daughter Kick. I will. Okay, but so you want me to take it off where the the extent of my knowledge is Mary Jo Kopechny ends up in a car upside down in water. True. She didn't die of drowning. She died of asphyxiation. So it implies that she was in the car just, I don't know, what? Yeah. No, so they were driving in the car. It was like sometime between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m., as best as they can tell, because there's like multiple conflicting stories about it. But they're driving in the car and drive accidentally off this bridge, um, which there's like a bunch of bridges on this island or something. So they drive off the, bl- the bridge, the car flips over, Ted gets out, and according to his statements, he said he dove down like eight or nine times to try to save her or like see if he could find um, Mary Jo. He couldn't find her, and so this is where it gets a little bit weird and a little bit hazy, and the initial statement is way different than like later statements, but... One way or another, he ends up swimming off the island back onto the mainland where his hotel was. And he goes up to his hotel, takes a shower, goes to bed, wakes up in the morning, goes down and has brunch, which I love brunch too. But I feel like if there was a death, I could pause the brunch for at least a minute to report the death <laughs> just one second before i eat my omelet i gotta call 911 real quick and then after brunch then he calls the police i don't think you cover this no offense but i'm <laughs> looking at history.com it says he stumbled back to the cottage where he enlisted gargan and another friend I don't know who Gargan is, probably just one of the dudes there. And another friend in a second attempt to save her. And then they were, all three tried and were unsuccessful. So that is where it gets a little hazy. That's what I was alluding to. Oh, he initially, no, you're fine. Well, because that's kind of like how it, you kept learning new and different information as it went on. Because originally he didn't say that, that he had had anyone else come to help him because he was like trying to protect them. But he went back to, he walked past supposedly four houses and didn't stop for help there. And then went back to the cottage where his friends were. And he didn't go in, but he just like got his cousin and his lawyer or something who were with him to come back and like told him what happened. So they drove there and then the two friends were like diving down, the cousin and the lawyer. They were friends too, but they, oh, so Gargan's they like one to of those. party together. Yeah. They dove down and tried to like save her and couldn't. And so then they told Ted, we're going to go back to the house to be with the girls and tell them what happened. And you need to call the police right now. And he said he would, but then he didn't. So then in the movie, I'm not sure if this was just for dramatic effect or not. I haven't checked the accuracy. 
But in the movie, he's like sitting there at brunch, and then the two friends walk up to him and they're like, "What the freak are you doing? You're having brunch?" And they kind of freak out at him a little bit. He seems to have some kind of sociopathic thing about him. I don't know because I can't sleep anyway. But if somebody just if I got in an accident and somebody drowned next to me, I probably wouldn't go home and be able to go to sleep. I'd probably be like just really stressed out all night. Yeah. But you would think. I mean, I know people need rest, but I, that was my first thought was, okay, that's pretty indicative about like what kind of person you are. Yeah. If you're not that concerned. No, I've read things that kind of allude to that too, but then to like kind of I don't know. He had been surrounded by death a lot, and so I personally don't know like anyone who's died, and so that would be a huge deal to me, but maybe not excusing it at all but it seems like you could kind of say like maybe he was a little bit desensitized since he's been around so many like gruesome and like terrible deaths in the last 20 years or something but also it's just it's pretty well documented that he was just kind of a dumbass like he just (laughs) he wasn't serious about anything his family hated him he was like just not a not a normal guy he was just this rich kid who was part of a dynasty, you know? I guess he could possibly have had narcolepsy and just gone home and had an episode. <laughs> Maybe narcolepsy. But he says that he had a concussion. Oh, well, that's what okay. his legal team said, is that he had a concussion. But it, so he went back to the hotel, and he, like, was confused and dazed. And then in the morning, once he realized what happened and could process it, then that's when he called the police. But he did plead guilty later to um, leaving the scene of an accident. And so I think he can say, and he did say like in his statement that it was inexcusable that he left. But then it seemed like it was excused. If he didn't do jail time or have any consequences. Spoiler alert. So yeah, spoiler alert. The next day he went and was interviewed by the police and... He talked to them. They never, like, held him or anything there. Wait, wait, wait. Before you go on, I just... So I don't have to backtrack too far. Another thought I'm having is... So they think he's desensitized to death because someone died in a in a airplane crash. Um. Yeah, one died at war, one died in a plane crash. JFK died in Texas. Getting shot in the face. Yeah, head, not face. Head, (laughs) If he wasn't there, that's a different situation than if you crash a car and someone dies in your presence and you're in their face. So I don't think that the desensitized thing is a good excuse. And I know I'm not saying you're thinking, like, it's chill, it's good, but... (laughs) Yeah, I'm not um, definitely excusing it at all. The whole thing, thing seems really sketchy to me, but that's just what I've read a little bit. Just the fact that... When I feel like when you're a part of this elite, like they had so many like servants and so many like people that it almost seems like at that point people become less valued and valuable and important and that you can kind of treat them as expendable a little bit. You know, this is just like, I don't think he was probably thinking this clearly in the moment, but it was set up that he was going to run for president in 1972. So three years later, it was like the most talked about thing in the country. Like if you think it was inevitable that Hillary Clinton was going to run in 2016, this was even more so. 
And so in that moment, he's like, oh, this chick died. Like, I'm drunk driving, which he never pleaded guilty to, but it's just, like, pretty much 100% true. So, like, I was drunk driving. I'm, like, semi-responsible for this chick's death, and I'm supposed to run for president. So, like, this girl, the actual truth of what happened is less important than me saving the country or, like, whatever it is, you know? It's not logical thinking, but I feel like maybe a version of what was going on in his head. I don't know. Yeah, I just, my only point was like the desensitizing thing wasn't a very good defense. But yeah, I mean, I'm willing to hear hear all sides of it. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of, to be like, my brother died in a plane crash, so don't give a shit if someone dies next to me, you know? Yeah. But Okay, yeah, go back. So the next day he's getting interviewed by police. Yeah, he's he got like interviewed by police. He gave a statement that Later, they tried to kind of take back and retract because it didn't, it was weird. And originally, he told people that she was driving, and then later he told them that he was driving, and a bunch of kind of weird and messy stuff happens, but the Kennedy dynasty kicks into gear and gets a whole team of lawyers together to help him explain what happened and, like, try and lessen the charges, and there's... People say that there was, like, shady deals of the district attorney who would be prosecuting it um, was friends with one of the Kennedys, and they kind of said, hey, don't ruin Teddy's political career, and he was like, okay. And (laughs) so, stuff like that. But how it culminates is seven days later, Ted Kennedy pleaded guilty to leaving the scene of an accident, he was given a suspended sentence of 20 days in jail, which, do you know what suspended sentence means? He didn't have to, he didn't serve any jail time, but I don't know why, where that comes from. A suspended sentence is a legal term for a judge's delaying of a defendant serving a sentence after they have been found guilty in order to allow the defendant to perform a period of probation. So just like probation. So then that night, like the main event was he did a televised, it was him talking to the camera. After he pled guilty that same day? After he pled guilty, he like bought airtime on all three networks and it was just him talking to the camera and he like says what happens and he says it was indefensible that he left and blah, blah, blah. And that he doesn't know what to do because he... He's a sitting senator. He said he doesn't feel like his actions are worthy of resigning, but he's willing to do that if, because he didn't have like bad intent or whatever, but he's willing to do that if the people of Massachusetts had lost confidence in him as their senator. So he asks them to tell him what to do and basically like do a voice vote of if they want him to still be the senator or not. And there was overwhelming support. People were really happy with him. For saying that? Yeah. He feels bad? I feel like I really relate to that. um, (laughs) Not like the killing people and being a senator or whatever. Just, (laughs) Just, I feel like on Twitter, I'm just like, somebody please tell me what to do with my life. I'll put it up to vote. Just like someone give me an implication of what I should do. So, I mean, me and Ted Kennedy... Have that you really identify with him. Yeah, but it doesn't end up for me like that where everyone's happy for me. <laughs> yeah, you just get They're totally just like, acquitted get in the court of public opinion. Yeah. 
It seemed like a really smart strategy to me because I don't think his being a Democrat in Massachusetts, you like pretty much win anyway. And being a Kennedy and the whole nation loved that family so much. And especially after what happened to his older brothers, I feel like he was the beneficiary of a lot of goodwill that he didn't necessarily like bring upon himself. But what is nice is he then this really changed him by all accounts and he became like a very serious person and he was a really good senator for a long time. He was a senator until he died in 2009. So for 47 years, which is like one of the longest serving senators any ever. And they call him the lion of the Senate. And he supposedly went on to be a really good dude. Still seems really sketchy to me, but he did do that thing where he asked the people their opinion. He got a lot of support, and then he had to run for re-election the next year, and he won overwhelmingly. And so it at was a least blessing. the people in Massachusetts like believed him and like wanted him to be their senator as far as sh- should he have got more consequences. It seems like that wasn't probed enough to really know that. So maybe that's... I feel like that's kind of the sketchiness here, is that there wasn't necessarily enough investigation that it's not like he was found guilty of killing her but because he was a Kennedy then he he didn't need further. get prison time or whatever but it's like they just didn't even really ask the question because he was a Kennedy okay well what are do you know of any of the conspiracy theories off the top of your head which one which ones you believe or do you think it was as simple as he was really stupid and left also, I just want to say, when you told me that initially, my first thought was, that would be scary to be swimming at night alone. <laughs> so once again, you're really, like, feeling for Ted. <laughs> like, the poor guy, he must... I wonder if the water was cold. <laughs> no, that just would be, creep, be really creepy, but I guess he was, like, a dumbass, so he wouldn't think of the risks of that. Yeah, probably. But no. So the... Not, not that I don't feel bad for her. I'm just saying that was my first thought. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's... First impressions are fine. They're not always right, but... So some of the the conspiracy theories, it's pretty, people generally like know and agree on what happened. There's little pieces that are different, but some of the more fringe conspiracy theories are that she, Mary Jo Kopechny, had had an affair with Bobby Kennedy. and The one that got shot? Yeah, when she was working on his campaign and that that was going to come out. Or people have said that her and Ted that night had sex or had an affair or were starting an affair or relationship or something, which was bad because he was going to run for president and he had a wife at that time who was pregnant. Her name is Joan and that's my mom's name also. She Joan Johnson. Yeah, a great lady. His wife Joan came to the funeral with him of Mary Jo Kopechny to like show unity and show that she didn't believe that he was cheating on her with that lady. And then what's sad is Joan had, she was on bed rest, so she wasn't supposed to go to the funeral and she miscarried. Oh my, I was anticipating you were going to say that and I still am disappointed. I know. Yeah, it's sad and hopefully that wasn't the cause, but probably. But then they got divorced. They pretty much hated each other. Sounds like but then he married a different lady later, and they have a 
good marriage. It sounds like a lot of Kennedys ha uh, have had a loveless marriage or a less than ideal marriage. Yeah, maybe complicated. Complicated it's, marriages. Put, it's complicated on Facebook. They would do that, I think. So what? What's their? Why would they be driving together at night if they weren't having some kind of questionable encounter? Why that's, would they be out a night together? What's their story? That's your area of expertise. Why? <laughs> what do two people do alone? Well, I just mean. I mean, like the wife that that went to the funeral. What did she believe they were doing? She's like they were just having a chat driving around at night I don't that's know. my area of expertise <laughs> obviously i know what goes on i know no it so like ted's statement is like really it's like kind of gross it makes you feel gross to read it because he you know how like Where's when it people use passive voice to like pretend like stuff happened to them instead of that they did something it's pretty much all that and he's like she happened to ask if i would be kind enough to take her home to and trouble myself and go out of my way but i decided that i could do that for her because of what she did for bobby and like it was like really weird and flowery let me find the exact statement and i'll read it you know have you seen joe dirt Hell yeah, I have. It was a really good movie. Yeah. And in part of it, I can't remember who it is, but someone, he introduces himself to them as um, Sir Joseph Dierte. Yeah, <laughs> with the Don't try and church it up, dirt. <laughs> I feel like that's how his statement was about it. It's like, it's not like I was driving with this chick at 4 a.m. It was, I was helping a unmarried daughter of God. <laughs> Doing my duty as a Boy Scout. <laughs> okay, so this is his statement. On July 18th, 1969, at approximately 11.15 p.m. in Chappaquiddick, Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts, I was driving my car on Main Street on my way to get the ferry back to Edgartown. I was unfamiliar with the road and turned right onto Dyke Road. Instead of bearing hard left on Main Street, after proceeding for approximately one half mile on Dyke Road, I descended a hill and came upon a narrow bridge. The car went off the side of the bridge. Oh, I said that like it was going to continue. I meant it. The car went off the side of the bridge. There was one passenger with me, Miss Mary Kopechny, a former secretary of my brother, Senator Robert Kennedy. The car turned over and sank into the water and landed with the roof resting on the bottom. I attempted to open the door and the window of the car, but have no recollection of how I got out of the car. I came to the surface and then re repeatedly dove down to the car in an attempt to see if the passenger was still in the car. I was unsuccessful in the attempt. I was exhausted and still in a state of shock. I recall walking back to where my friends were eating. There was a car parked in front of the cottage and I climbed into the back seat. I then asked for someone to bring me back to Edgartown. I remember walking around for a period and then going back to my hotel room. When I fully realized what I had done, what had happened this morning, I immediately contacted the police. That doesn't really give any real answers. Yeah, and that's not... I'm trying to find the the statement where he, like... I don't know if it was the initial... That was the initial one to the police, I think. But yeah, the this, other one was, like... This is... Yeah, this is at 10 a.m. He entered the police station in Edgartown and made a couple of telephone calls and then dictated a statement to his aide, Paul Markham, which they gave to the police. So that's what I just read. 
Oh, so here, this is the one that I was talking about. It says, um, when he was announced uh, that he was about to leave, Kopechny told him, quote, that she was desirous of leaving, and if I would be kind enough to drop her back at her hotel. <laughs> Kennedy then requested the keys to his mother's car from his chauffeur. Asked why he did not want his chauffeur to drive them both, Kennedy explained that Crimmins and some other guests were concluding their meal, enjoying the fellowship, and it didn't appear necessary to require him to bring me back to Edgartown. So, so the like, only thing he's guilty know. of is being too good of a guy. He's too good of a guy. And he wanted his chauffeur to still be able to hang out with his friends. His statement when he was asking them to tell him what to do, it says... If at any time the citizens of Massachusetts would lack confidence in their senator's character or his ability with or without justification, he could not, in my opinion, adequately perform his duties and should not continue in office. Should I even read this? It's kind of boring. Mm, it's decent. <laughs> I feel like it's a... Okay. The opportunity to work with you and serve Massachusetts has made my life worthwhile, so I ask you tonight, the people of Massachusetts, to think this through with me. In facing this decision, I seek your advice and opinion. In making it, I seek your prayers, for this is a decision that I will have finally to make on my own. A lot of the conspiracy theories, do any of them deal with, so she was having an affair and for some reason Ted wanted her dead? Yeah, I don't really... Yeah. understand their logic too much there i think the the most simple thing and it just kind of depends on if you're looking at it with like a positive or a negative view but clearly i think that he whatever happened i don't think he was likely intending to kill her so he could probably be like you know, guilty of drunk driving and, like, manslaughter or something. But I think where the the main sketchiness comes in is him deciding that his political career is more important than accurately stating what happened to the public, you know? But And he wasn't a sociopath, he was just dumb. I mean, he could have been either. I would be a sociopath if I were a Kennedy, probably. Um... Jumping back in, though, I do want to say that Mary Jo Kopechny, she's clearly the victim in this, and she's pretty much the only things that are, like, brought up about her is that, oh, was she having an affair? Did she have an affair with Ted? Did she have an affair with Bobby? But um, she, by all accounts, was a really good lady. She was 28, and politics was her life and she had went to college and graduated in business administration and she was a devout roman catholic with a demure serious convent school demeanor rarely drank much and had no reputation for sexual activities with men yeah so That's... she was a really good lady and I mean, not, she not was a good campaign aide apparently we're not implying that if she wasn't a devout catholic and had a reputation for sexual activities with men. She wouldn't be a stand-up yeah, gal. Yeah, she would still be a stand-up gal, but it seems like the the character assassination that she's, like, kind of prone to from being in this situation doesn't really, like, isn't really justified, you know? Yes, I understand. So she, the car turns over. I have, like, I haven't heard the rest of the story, but I'm just clarifying this. So the car turns over and it sinks to the bottom. He gets out and she's stuck 
but the car isn't filled with water, so she suffocates before it drowns her because the official cause of death is asphyxiation. Yeah, so or- like there was a pocket of air in the roof apparently because it was overturned. But when they did the autopsy, they found that she did not die of drowning. She died of asphyxiation. So there was some air in there, but there just wasn't enough ox- oxygen in the air. So though she like breathed it for as long as she could, but then she died of asphyxiation. Which means, and this part is just from the movie, so maybe they were just like saying this to make it like painfully obvious or something. But there was this diver guy there that the police got to like get down and get her out and he said in the movie at least that he could have had her out in 20 minutes or something if somebody would have contacted him yeah i got it backwards the official cause of death is drowning but they it was actually asphyxiation yeah but the autopsy showed that and i'm because i'm pretty sure whoever took her out see the victim wore a blouse bra and slacks but no underwear probably they were out night swimming and you don't wear Underwear when you're night swimming. Lisa, I know I that's right. Um, <laughs> so the medical examiner, Dr. Donald Mills, was satisfied with the cause of death that it was accidental drowning, and he signed a death certificate to that effect and released her body to the family without wanting an autopsy. So later, the district attorney attempted to get an, her body exhumed to do, perform a belated autopsy, citing blood found on her long sleeve blouse and in her mouth and nose which may or may not be consistent with death by drowning. The reported discovery of blood was made when her clothes were given to authorities by the funeral director. They give her clothes to back to the family or whoever, and they're not like, this is kind of suspicious that there's blood on her clothes. I don't know. I've never really thought that much about that part because I feel like in a car crash... There's blood? I don't know. Yeah, okay, there's blood. Okay, that's fair. But that's I've only fair. been in one car crash, and it was just... I just got rear-ended I've never been in one, so I'm... A- not well versed but (laughs) i didn't bleed when i got rear-ended on the freeway okay but i guess that's not even the that shouldn't even be be the reason that they wanted the exhumation they should have been like because a lot of people think she asphyxiated yeah and i think maybe where that comes from because that said that the autopsy said the medical examiner said it was drowning but it was like maybe the people around it or something they said when they pulled her body out they said that her mouth had foam around it or something which apparently happens if you are asphyxiated maybe we should become medical examiners just so we can know what we're talking about yeah so forensic pathologist Werner spitz testified on behalf of joseph and gwen kopecki that the autopsy was unnecessary and the available evidence was sufficient to conclude that Kopecki died from drowning. Kopechny, sorry. Kopechny. So also something weird is when all of this came out, the Kennedy family sent a lawyer to the Kopechny's house to sit with them and make sure that like no press got to talk to them and so that all the stories were straight. And the Kopechny family was fine with that because they clearly like loved the Kennedy family and they like want to help i don't think they think that they were like covering up their daughter's murder or anything but they like felt very close to the kennedy family and like they wouldn't have any reason not to trust them and so they let their lawyer come and so any like statements initially from the kopechny family was through the lawyer 
for the Kennedy family. What I've been saying and looking up is just I want a straight answer as to why, who said that she asphyxiated, unless it was just the diver. There's a Daily Mail article on that's from 2009 that's called Ted Kennedy, the Senator of Sleaze, who was a drunk sexual bully Whoa. and left a young woman to die. Scathing review after... Is that 40 years, 1969 and 2009? Yeah. Whoa. Okay, so this is according to the Daily Mail. Divers later estimated that if he had called them immediately, they would have had time to pull out Mary Jo. She had not drowned, but had survived in an air pocket inside the car. She was asphyxiated only when oxygen ran out several hours later. She was sitting in a car for several hours. That's what they say. I don't know if that... If it would be more pleasant to die of asphyxiation or drowning, because I've heard that drowning is terrible. But then, don't I don't know anyone who's died and told me about it post mortem. So whichever <laughs> one is quicker, I would be fine with. And I mean, not that I didn't believe you. I just wanted to know who who. No, it's smart because I think a lot of in cases like this, when families or people have really good PR teams, they can lead you into like saying certain things. You know. And I guess this one it would be the opposite case that it seems like if she drowned that that's like a little bit better for Ted. But if she was alive and he could have saved her if he tried to do anything, then that's a little more damning. It seems like kind of sketchy. If she were alive for hours, couldn't she somehow punch out the window and swim out? Yeah, that I don't understand because if they were diving down there, like it's not a deep river at all. And so if they were, like, diving down there to get her, I don't understand how they couldn't. Maybe they're just really Wild. shitty at swimming and saving lives. Yeah. Some of us are blessed at saving lives, like me. I was I was a lifeguard for five years. No way. Yeah, but oh, I never cool. had to dive in ever to save anyone. So you didn't save anyone, but you could have. Yeah, I had that glow about me where you could tell I was ready. just wanted to clarify that part. Is there any other details that we need to know? Mm, no, not really. I do feel like I just, I like Ted Kennedy. So <laughs> I feel like that's, it's a weird thing. It's one of those weird things where like, it's, a, it's problematic because he did really good stuff. He was really concerned about health care. He gave, he did like a ton for like the children's health insurance program. He is kind of responsible for CHIP and really focused on education and um, was a major civil rights activist and fighting for like, equal pay and like all these good things. His time in the Senate, I feel like was very important and good. So maybe he like kind of tried to redeem himself that way and it's, it almost works for me. I don't know. I'm not saying that officially on the record. I'm just saying it's problematic. It's like hard to think about when you don't necessarily know the facts of what happened or whatever but then you do know that later he was a good guy i don't know you like him but he has a huge caveat yeah it's a problematic it's like a question mark for me you know well if you can like him and not say i like that he, this happened yeah that he may have killed a chick or like just i don't know negligent homicide or whatever yeah. but i will say he's the least he's my least favorite kennedy that's for sure. And he did a terrible job when he ran for president. He, like, tried to primary challenge Jimmy Carter. You like him even less than Rose? 
Yeah. No, I feel I'm bad for yeah, Rose. Yeah, I feel terrible for her. I like that. I didn't even know how many Kennedys there were before this, but I was like, oh, I've heard of a lobotomized Kennedy yeah. before in my life. Yeah, that is terrible. One of the things that he's most famous for also has nothing to do with the murder, but it's really interesting in politics, and it comes up every cycle when people run for president. He was being interviewed on live on national television when he was running for president, and they said to him, so why do you want to be the president? And he literally could not give an answer. He talked about his brothers and then just kind of went silent. He didn't say my dadager my, <laughs> no. that wanted me to be in power. No, he didn't say the original Chris Jenner <laughs> tried to force <laughs> me to do this. No, he just was like, well, you know, I don't know. And so now that's when people run for president there handlers and like donors and stuff make sure that they can answer that question really well and have a very compelling reason to run for president because Ted Kennedy did a terrible job answering it. Yeah, when did he run? 1980. Okay. And who did he lose to? Jimmy Carter. He never he just ran Jimmy Carter was a Democrat and was the president and Jimmy he ran against him in his own party. So it would be like if I mean, it wouldn't be exactly like this because I hope that someone runs against Donald Trump that's a Republican, but it would be like a Republican, like just some other rando Republican, like Ted Cruz or something, running against Donald Trump in the primary. So then once he, <laughs> once he like tries to beat the sitting president of his own party in the primary, then he still has to face an opposing party candidate later. I hope there's never an instance where it's Ted Cruz versus... Donald Trump oh my word. as our choices. Wow. Yeah, count me out of that. Yeah. Technically, once it got to the point, this in 2016, by the time it was the Utah primary, it was, there were only three people in the race, Ted Cruz, Donald Trump, and John Kasich, and Kasich didn't have a chance anyway, like he didn't even have close to enough del delegates, so technically I did vote for Ted Cruz, but it was just in an effort to stop Donald Trump. That's okay. I knew no matter what, I was going to vote for Hillary out of those two. I respect your honesty. That, Thank you. You're giving it, it raw, us raw <laughs> stuff here. It feels good getting it off my chest. I don't think yeah. anyone that's listened listens to this loves Trump. Probably not. If they do, you can please feel free to Never DM again. me. No, oh. DM me <laughs> Keep at listening. Colby A. Johnson and we can talk about it. Yes. If there's nothing else you want to add, I've accepted at this point. I haven't really added anything good to the story in a while. You really have. It's your platform. No problem. You're so nice. So I guess we'll wrap it up unless you have a closing statement. My closing statement is I'm happy to have been a guest on this podcast. Kobe bought my 44-ounce beverage. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Special thanks to him. And thank, thank you for listening to this podcast. Should I stop it with, like, have a good one? <laughs> Have a blessed day or night. <laughs>